welcome everybody to the Mental Health Hour, uh, a show we do every Wednesday here on Twitch uh, through StreamYard. Um, and of course, we upload every episode to YouTube and we have all the social medias, uh, Twitch, tw uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the good social medias. I'm sure I'm missing some. Oh, and uh, Gemma, if you could real quick, tell the viewers and listeners about our new venture here we're getting into. Uh, yeah, so um, we've just made an Instagram account, so that's a new social media you can find us on, and TikTok. But I have um, just started the wheels in motion to go for the <coughs> audio-only podcast, so Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Pretty much wherever you will get your audio podcasts from, you should be able to find us there. I'm going to start with this episode going forward, putting it on, and then I will upload the back catalogue slowly. There is like 50-odd of them, so it will take time. But from this episode onwards now, you will find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor. There's probably loads more, which I'm going to look into, but they're the main three that I found, so they will be on there going forward. Um, but yeah, if there's any particular, um, site that you use to listen to podcasts, do let us know because then I can upload them to there as well. Right on. <clears throat> yes. Uh, the, uh, the podcasting side of things we, Gemma and I've been kicking around. Gemma brought it to the table uh, a while ago and I was all about mm -hmm. it, but I know nothing about how to do that kind of stuff. Like, We've done, uh, it's a it's a handful just to do the YouTube side of things. So um, coming up here and doing the hour show is the easiest part <laughs> of this venture. It's the promotion and everything else. As everybody starts streaming in, it's mm -hmm. good to see everybody coming in. Tracy, Uncle Rick, Betty, um, Molly, good to see everybody. Um, last week's episode, we had Tracy on. Um, I was a bit distracted yeah. through the whole thing. Penelope was awake through 90% of the show. Um, I, I kept having to mute and everything. Also, uh, I was kind of out of it. I don't know if anybody noticed. I watched the replay back, and I could see um, some of my I, – I, my head wasn't there. Um, and I apologize to Tracy for that, but I think that your message still got through – uh, regardless of our um, distractions and what have you. Um, speaking to uh, the me being out of it, uh, I spoke with my doctor today, um, actually, and we had to readjust some medicines. I started on a new medicine for my depression because, as some of you may know, antidepressants need to be constantly um, adjusted because you do build somewhat of a tolerance to them. So um, the symptoms or signs of depression start to creep back in and my wife's actually the big telltale sign for that for me she's like yeah you're starting to slip back being interested into things and stuff like that so made an adjustment with my meds had to start on something new uh and it just was not agreeing with me um for mm. yeah wednesday and thursday last week were pretty bad for me like i just was not here <laughs> mentally yeah, um, it's good that you managed so, to get on top of it yeah i'm feeling great today um we've made the adjustment the necessary adjustment hopefully that works well but like i've told you guys here on the show before um much like finding the right doctor finding the right counselor uh the same thing goes with working with your medicines um if you're on a regimented medicine uh, especially if they need to make adjustments due to building a tolerance and what have you. Um, but yes, uh, I apologize to Tracy. Um, I know she won't mind, uh, you know, everything. I think, like I said, I think her message still got across great. I think the show oh, went yeah. great. Um, minus Penelope being awake and, uh, me not being here, but, um, thank you everybody in the comments for checking in. I appreciate that. Um, Everything's fine. It just goes to show that you're that you're a real person, and even though we do this show, we are still, 
we we say often we're not professionals we are just sharing our experiences you are doing now and i know like myself you're an open book and you share what you're going through and it just shows that you're like sharing sharing your experience even though like you shared the highs of like having penelope and getting like share, uh, celebrating your uh, sobriety and everything with the anniversary not so long ago but it shows that there are the downs as well and how we've often said about checking that you're on the right meds checking that you're with the right doctors and things that yes, we are also practicing what we preach yes it's uh it's it's all it's a chess game pretty much for the rest of my life um and for anybody who's active in a recovery program or, um, you know, some mental health struggle, um, these medicines are, are a key part of most of our journey. So mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I won't spend a lot of time on that. I just wanted to make a comment about it because I was a little spacey last week and um, wanted to apologize. <clears throat> excuse me. wanted to apologize to Tracy. But like I said, I think the, the, the show went well. Um, and mm-hmm. Penelope right now, she's sound asleep. We'll, we'll hope that stays. Um, we were able to time it better this, this week, her bottles and what have you. Um, but I do want to do, it did bring, um, it, I did, it did bring to the table a good opportunity for an episode of the show about medications and, um, you know, what to look for, what to look out for, what my wife looks for. Um, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And I know Gemma can bring something to the table there as well. Um, not even on her own side of things, uh, but working together, she's with me a lot. She knows how I act. And if something's off, yeah. she's, she's not shy to tell me. So, Oh, no, I've told um, you a few times, haven't I, that you don't yeah, see me so. Awesome. Um, as I do for her, I return the favor. You know, I know when something's yeah. up and she needs to talk because not everybody is just ready to sit down and talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, hello, Craig. Welcome in. Um, but yes, let's get into tonight's topic. Uh, we're doing a viewer requested episode again. We have quite a list of these, so we really appreciate that. And we're going to try and skim through as much as we can um, with still keeping in our regular shuffle of guests. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the episodes that uh, Gemma and I want to do. <clears throat> um, so tonight we're doing a viewer requested episode on friendships. Um, validating and dismissive. Now, uh, if you've been watching, listening uh, to us for long, you know, we did an episode on toxic friendships. And mm-hmm. there is going to be a little bit of... Uh, building on that i guess we'll we'll keep that sprinkled in some of the slides we have tonight are about unhealthy relation or um, friendships in particular not relationships as in uh that sense of the word but um we'll run through uh and talk about the validating friendships and uh the dismissive friendships so not entirely toxicity across the mm-hmm. board we're going to get into some validating and strong friendships much like Gemma and I have we have a very strong friendship and it's healthy and um you know you go the extra mile for those who you love and uh it's it's not um uncommon to have these people in your life outside of your significant others you know um so that being said let's go ahead and start off with we'll throw it over to Gemma to just you know bring in a brief synopsis here before we get into the meat Uh uh-huh so just a really quick kind of introduction of this topic you've got your validating which is like more supportive like if for example I say to Tim like something's happened to me and um it's making me feel rubbish he would say as a validating way of it yeah like something like i know how you feel try not to worry about it uh talk it through with me asking me um 
asking me maybe more about it, how it makes me feel, is everything okay? Whereas you have the other side of that, which is the dismissive side. Um, and this can go with friends, parents, relationship. It can apply to anyone. But um, in the way of friends and things, if you say to somebody, again, I will just use Tim as an example, but this isn't what we are like. But if I said to Tim, again, something's happened and like I, I feel terrible about it a dismissive re uh, response to that would be oh don't worry about it just like doesn't matter snap out of it just forget it like playing it down not like not allowing me to feel what I feel inside how something that happens to me can affect me differently to it affecting, say, somebody else, Tim even. If we have the same thing happen to us, we're not both going to react and feel the same way. Um, a lot of that will come down to the things that we've had in our past experience, life experience, the way we deal with it in general. I know personally I take things to heart a lot more I am learning to toughen up as the years go by. And I think as you get older, you, for the most part, get the um, more I don't give a damn attitude for the most part. But I know I certainly am a lot tougher in that respect now than I was. I used to let everything get to me. I would get very upset about it all. And that is in itself absolutely exhausting. Um, so for a self-preservation and a way of not allowing it to get to you so that you beat yourself up even more about it, talking about it with somebody that will help you get through it and accept that more um, rather than dismissing the way you feel is mm -hmm. a good way of coming to terms with what's happened and getting over it whereas if you talk to somebody who is just going to dismiss everything that you say that then makes you feel oh well I am overreacting I'm stupid for feeling like I am I, I shouldn't be feeling this way why am I why why does and then it triggers off more and more things and it's just like a big cycle then of just destructiveness self-destructiveness and mm -hmm. um, I've said many a times um, of saying that I like in a world where you can be anything be kind you don't know what somebody's going through and if you your words to somebody can make a complete difference you can either make their day or completely turn it on its head and the way you react to somebody, the way you speak to somebody, you might not think that it has that big, that much of a bigger impact, a significant impact on somebody, but it really can, especially sure. if they're carrying so much already. And this, I said to Tim the other day, I was, um, I was taking the rubbish outside and I dropped it all over the place. And I had a complete meltdown over it. It wasn't the fact that I dropped the rubbish. That was that was insignificant, rubbish. really. It was just the fact that it was building up and building up to being that being the trigger. And if anybody had seen that didn't know me, they'd think, what an overreaction to dropping the rubbish. Trash, garbage, whatever you want to call it. Um my, me and my Britishness um, but like anybody that saw that from an outside would think what what an overreaction but they wouldn't know that that was a whole cycle of events that that was just I guess the icing on the cake to it so um, it, it can and that your words can have such a huge impact on somebody else without you probably even knowing just giving Absolutely. a friend the time of day. That is something as a friend that you can give to somebody 
that costs nothing but means everything, your time, because your time you cannot get back. It costs nothing. And but yeah, it's I mean, a way of I, I, showing somebody that you truly that's a care. Solid point. Yeah, give them your time. You can't get it back. It costs nothing but means everything. So yeah. even if it's just, I mean, we all have very busy lives. We can't be there 24 7. But even just to check in with somebody, see how they're going, um, let them know that you're there if you need it, and like validate any concerns that they have. Don't dismiss it as being overreactive. Don't dismiss it as being like stupid or whatever. Validate their points, comfort them, and then go through it with them because you might be all they have to speak to. And if you dismiss Ella. what they say, it might then start off a whole cycle of destructive thoughts in their own head, which could lead to anywhere. Anyway, sorry, that went on. No, well said. Uh, and to add on to that, uh, and hello to Hattie, Ella, and Michael Joseph Murray. Welcome in. Good to see you guys. Um, to add into to the words being, uh, words can be so um, formative in in a, a good friendship. Um, knowing that what what's the damn word I'm looking for here the 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 silent uh, cues, um, nonverbal communication. Knowing when somebody's down, <clears throat> if you spend an uh, extended amount of period of time around them, um, like coworkers or, um, you know, anybody in your life that you consider a friend and, um, you spend a good deal of time with, they know your, your cues and what, when something's wrong, the silent cues, um, that can be just as important recognizing those and, and really letting somebody know that you're there. Uh, but, uh, yes, that was well, put Gemma um, mm -hmm. what else was I going to say uh, with the bad comes the good or, and, and the other side of the coin um, recognizing uh, the toxic friendships is mm -hmm. a, a pretty big key to keeping yourself healthy um, you know uh, there's toxic relationships, toxic friendships, toxicity in general in everybody's life. Uh, it's something we all uh, go through together at the same time. Um, we all know what it is. Uh, we've all dealt with it. The drama. <laughs> the drama bus that follows us around. Um, recognizing drama and toxicity has been a big step in my uh, recovery, if you will, uh, because that stuff would drive me nuts, like very personally. I would take it way too, way too much at heart. And uh, it would, it would fuel the drinking. It would fuel the negative attitude from me it would fuel the depression um anxiety racing thoughts all of that stuff um it was a, you know it, it was just a piece of the puzzle there was well a lot more going on in my life other than just drama or toxicity mm -hmm. or whatever i perceive to be drama um but uh that is a, a a big piece of the puzzle as well um so uh Toxic friendships, validating friendships, or strong friendships. Uh, let's take a look at some of these slides, um, try and shed some light on what we're exactly talking about here. We'll kind of add on to that. Hello, Raymond. A ray of Sunshine has joined us, and uh, it's good to see you. Thank you again, Ray, for the resub, and Ella for the resub. Um, mm -hmm. Eric J. Gaming as well. 
uh, and Gemma. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, apparently I missed a stretch last week too from Danny Bruno. So if he comes in, I'll give him a stretch. But uh, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at some of these slides, and uh, we'll we'll get into some conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. You want me to read them yet? Yeah. yeah, go for it. Okay. So are your friendships healthy or unhealthy? So I'll read the healthy side and the unhealthy. So I feel free to be myself. I have the freedom to express my opinions. I feel free to choose who I would like to be friends with. I feel respected, appreciated, and included by my friends. We can talk and work out problems when we need to, and there is give and take in my friendships. So that's an example of a healthy friendship. Then the unhealthy side is, I feel like I have to change myself for people to like me. I often feel judged or criticized by my friends. I feel like other people have control who I'm friends with. I often feel hurt, put down, or excluded by my friends. We fight a lot and struggle to work out any problems. And I feel like it's all give and no take. And we'll roll right in to this one, which is kind of the same, but some more information, some more ideals. Yeah. So again, 10 differences between good friends and bad friends. So good friends, celebrate your success, respect your alone time. Good friends are caring and em empathetic, respect you and value your friendship, enjoy exchanging opinions, believe your words, call you because they miss you, accept you the way you are, Know that everyone has their friends and they won't judge you for that. And know how to keep a secret. A bad friend gets jealous of your achievements, tries to occupy all of your time, judge and criticises you, loses their temper easily. They only want to win an argument, doubt everything you say, find you only when they need your help try and change and control you, don't like your other friends, and say things that they shouldn't say. Right. Um, so a lot of things, um, a lot of similarities here between the two, um, mm -hmm. and a lot of things that on the bad, on the unhealthy side that we've seen before on our Toxic Friendships episode. Um, you know, signs on what could potentially be not what your uh, idea is of a friendship. Like you, you uh, I feel like uh, it's safe to say we all have friends in our life uh, at some point or another. Um, I know somebody or some of you have mentioned in the comments already that you have um, either been ghosted by somebody or um had a friendship that you thought was a true friendship that just wound up being uh they wound up being a different person um when when the cards were down um and you know things that um uh, were on that side like um well actually the biggest thing uh Gemma discussed earlier is the dismissive attitude um and that's why that's part of the title tonight, uh, Dismissive Friendships. Um, dismissing somebody is, is not at all helpful. Even, and I've said this before, but I'll reiterate, even if it's uh, through good intentions, you have the best of intentions um, with, but it's actually a dismissive thing and, it, and it's hurtful. Um, so, mm -hmm. Uh, you, you can see it a lot in your relationship with your significant other. Um, if they come and say, I, you know, had a bad day um, and I feel fat or something like that. Uh, you, to just say, you're not fat, bah, you know, that doesn't really help. That just kind of either sweeps it under the rug or um, 
dismisses their feelings when maybe they're looking for a little bit more validation um, from their wife, husband, significant other, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, they're they're um, fishing maybe even for a little mm -hmm. bit of compliments or, you know, make me feel good. Uh, where you just shut it down right away. That does nothing for them. So it could be the best of intentions to say you're not fat. And, you know, that is, I mean, a very good, uh, very good intentions there. However, yeah. it, it just doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just make sure. Because you're not, you want, you're not wanting to say, you wouldn't want to say, oh, yeah, you are, and make them feel even worse. And you would want yeah. to try and build their confidence and say, no, you're not. But there's something that's got them to that stage to think that. So a better way to approach it would be to maybe talk to them about why they feel like that, but then also reassure them that, okay, maybe you feel like that, but you are actually not. And mm -hmm. do it in a more validating way that you are validating the way that they feel, but trying yeah. to same time give them the reassurance that you don't think that they are right but now that they can talk to you at the same time that would be um a better way to do it with that yeah and as ella adds um certain phrases like the at least and then la 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 uh can be just as dismissive um oh, yeah. you know at least you're not 300 pounds or something <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I try and quickly come back to the uh the weight thing but i kind of want to dance away from that because that could be bad uh, mm -hmm. so yeah at least it's not cancer when i share that i have alopecia there you go perfect thank you ella that, i hate uh, that when they're always like oh but it could be worse or look at and trying to make a comparison with somebody else or something else or like at least you have a roof over your head or at least you have food or at least you have whatever, at least you have something. Like, okay, yeah, there are people in the world. Unfortunately, there are a lot worse off. However, and this is not meant to sound awful in any way, yeah, like it's just at that time, you are feeling low, you're feeling down and you're thinking about how you feel, telling you who already feels terrible that, well, at least it could be, you know, at least it, at least it's not worse. At least you have this, that, and the other. At least it's not this, that, and the other. That's not helping. And like it's like, like Ella said, don't you think that they know that it's not this? Don't you think she knows it's not cancer? However, dealing with alopecia is devastating for anyone yeah. and to dismiss that illness by saying well it could be worse is an awful thing to do because that illness to Ella is something that she's dealing with and has to deal with and to her that is awful and alopecia is awful and um, it's yes. it's trying Indeed. to comfort someone and validate that they are feeling the way that they're feeling and that there's nothing wrong with feeling like that but trying to help them to feel better at the same time it's not easy but being a good friend is about that and about give and take and about helping each other out at the same time Indeed. and a good way to help someone would be to validate their feelings and then try and like detract from the negativity that is in their head but put it onto something else obviously listen to them don't just completely change the subject and sideswipe what they're saying because that in itself is just as bad but try and bring out some good to make them feel better do you know yeah indeed um so we'll swing down one more list uh just to bring it back to the toxic friendship stuff. Um, 
-hmm. another list of signs of an unhealthy friendship. Um, uh, it says 10 signs. I know there's, there's only six. Yeah. Okay. So these are more signs. Okay. So they are not happy about your accomplishments. Mentioning your success turns their mood sour. So jealousy. Jealousy, jealousy. is a terrible thing. Uh, they covertly put you down, disguising their comments as helpful or honest. We've touched upon that about the narcissism. That's something that they're very, very good at. Uh, emotionally exhaust you by always venting to you, but you can't have reciprocal conversations. So, again, it's always about them and their feelings. You're not allowed to have an opinion or have feelings. Um, they appear for your good times, but never there during your hardships when you need them. And I said to someone the other day, if somebody can't be there, for your worst times they don't deserve to be there for the good times right so always try and think about that like if someone's there only for the good but when you That's need them in the day, you know you really have to think about that um they are emotionally unavailable or often get angry when angry when you're expression expressing your emotions put my teeth back in honestly um and then they don't stand up for you. They'd rather stay silent instead of defending you against wrongdoing. So another example of that is if someone's bashing you or verbally attacking you. You might not even be there. They might be doing it behind your back. And if they know that they're doing it, if, this, if your friend knows that they're doing it or knows that you are going through that, rather than saying, hang on a minute, that's not right. You shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be doing that. Just staying silent or sometimes even worse getting involved in that then that's not that's not right that's not fair yeah indeed and melanie faye mum has found us everyone there she is and she has followed now so we are good it's good to see you mum um but yes a lot of this is some of the stuff we have covered, um, but these are really good. Um, these are worded really well. I like the way mm -hmm. they like they're emotionally unavailable. Uh, it kind of goes through the same thing as there for the good times ish, um, mm -hmm. but emotionally unavailable, uh, often getting angry. Um, well, when you're expressing emotions, now that can also be. Uh, as uh, that can also go along the lines of them thinking that you are constantly uh, full of drama or full of uh, this and this happened to me today, this and this happened to me today, today you know, that kind of stuff. Um, where a good friend will listen, you know, across the board. Mm -hmm. And then okay. uh, the jealousy I wanted to go over, uh, that really does hit home uh mm -hmm. for me in particular uh i don't know Gemma, if you uh want to say any words on this but i'll say quickly uh the jealousy plagued me uh in my in my bad times and it was just uh, like i said earlier just another piece of that puzzle that was driving me in a bad way um Mm -hmm. And I unfortunately, uh, and I'm calling myself out here, I was the jealous friend. So I wasn't being a good friend. Now I know I was a shit human being when I was in my drink. And, um, you know, I always tried to keep it friendly. Um, I, I was, I was, I was good on the face. I was good to your face. Uh, I wouldn't go back and talk shit on anybody, but I would ghost or i would just you know if if i got jealous or something i'd disappear that kind of stuff i wasn't uh i wasn't a good friend when i was in the time i mean i think i can safely say that that has turned around um and sobriety is definitely a key factor to that uh the the the, the alcohol just fuels the fire of all of these unhealthy mm. uh comments and Gemma if you had anything you wanted to add 
Oh yeah, um, the same very much. When I um, when I was diagnosed with my medical conditions and became very unwell, I also was the same. Like, why is this happening to me? Why can they go out and do everything? What like? It was always the why me, and it really consumed me and made me jealous of other people, other friends that were able to go to work, go out and live their lives, able to do things without having to take a huge bag of medical equipment out with them and stuff. And it was a very, very destructive way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes I will, even now, why me, why this again? And it does start to feel like it's personal sometimes. But I'm nowhere near as bad as I was with the destructive thoughts and allowing it to consume my every being and every doing. Um, yeah. I just want to pick up on a really good point Ella made above about the, uh, the, where is it now, the type of friends, like, wanting to one-up on everything. Mm -hmm. Like, if you've done something, there's always someone that's done it better. If you have been, like, COVID for um, so long, they've had it for longer. Um, it's always yeah. always that friend that's always done something. If you've done it, I've done it better. If you've got this, I've got more. And there is there's always that person out there that, unfortunately is like they can't it goes back to the uh, celebrating your achievements they can't yeah. celebrate your your achievements they want to know they want to let you know that they've got more there's certainly a hint of jealousy that goes along with that um mm -hmm. indeed uh it it's a well you're you're like you said you're celebrating something well i can't be left out uh yeah, I also, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, it's a good point. I mean, good friends will celebrate every every success, and you shouldn't have to compare. Like when when you when we celebrated your sobriety and things, that was about you, and when you've achieved things, or when anybody's achieved something. It's about what they've achieved. You shouldn't feel the need to say, "Oh, well, I've got this and I've got that." Because as friends, we celebrate everything that we achieve when we achieve it. We don't have to go back to what we've had or what we've got from the past. Yeah, okay, you can discuss it, but you don't have to do it in a dismissive way of, oh, well, you know, I've got better. You've got that, I've got better kind of thing. It's, yeah, celebrate yeah. everything. And everyone. Yes, indeed. Um, and that's a little bit to do with maturity too. Um, we, I, I was actually watching a television program. I can't remember what it was now, but it it, it dawned on me. It was a couple of third late thirties, early forties folks like this. Um, it was just a television show, so it wasn't anything like that wasn't scripted or anything, but it, it really brought to light that even 35 to 45 to 55-year-olds still get caught up in these immature uh, feelings. Um, and, you know, the jealousy, mm -hmm. it, I mean, it just throughout your whole life, this, this is a, a constant thing that is coming your way. Um, and the only reason I mentioned the show is just because it made me think, like, yeah, we're never going to outgrow this, but we can mature past it. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a part of human nature, you know. Um, some people need more validation than others. Um, and, and, and that's the roll of the dice uh, on who you choose to be friends with uh you know as i've heard many people say if you don't like what i have to say then you don't uh, nobody's forcing you to stay you know um if i'm not your cup of tea that's fine but don't be fake to me you know and then go turn around and talk shit 
about me behind my back. Like, it, what what good does that do? Now I'm at a point in my life where I, that doesn't bother me anymore. I don't care. Like, go ahead. <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. Uh, but mm-hmm. that used to eat me alive, man. It used to eat me alive inside. Um, mm-hmm. But part of that is a maturing process. And, um, you know, it, you, you got to mature past it because you're not going to outgrow it. With age, it, it doesn't go away. That's why I mentioned the TV show. These 40-year-olds mm-hmm. still bickering about the same shit we did when we were 12, you know? Oh, yeah. So um, There are certain people in life, um, no matter where you are, that will always bring up things from the past. They always have to take a side swipe to bring people down because mm-hmm. they think that by bringing someone else down, that puts them further up. But it's not really because by doing that they're only making themselves look worse and everybody makes mistakes in life everybody does things that people don't like you will never ever in your life get on with everybody all of the time no matter who you are no matter what you do somebody will have an issue with it some of that's down to jealousy some of it's down to the fact that people People are human. Nobody's ever going to get on with everybody. However, Mm -hmm. be big enough to move on from it. Be big enough to say, okay, me and that person don't get on, or me and I don't like what that person's done. Don't dwell on it. Don't. It'll it'll really clear up a lot of headspace for you. Mm -hmm. Don't go down to level of being a child it might not say child but even some even some children are more grown up in the sense of they don't need to keep bringing it up and bitching about people mm. they just move on from it don't it only makes them look bad in the end and again like i've said many times before your words can have a huge impact on somebody else just you don't know what anyone's going through and the way somebody deals with something is often down to the way that they have either been brought up or the things that they have dealt with in life. So um, you, your words can have an effect on somebody and it can really make or break someone's day. And absolutely, they are. There's nothing I have found. No, there's if you want toxic people, definitely on uh, online. There are plenty definitely. of them online. <laughs> Keyboard warriors, uh, oh, yeah. as they're known. Because um, they would never say it to your face. 99% of these people would never, ever say it to your face. I've been Even live streaming a while now. Screen, they wouldn't ever say it in front of you. Never. I've been they live streaming... Like- for a while now and uh, it it definitely is a different thing you know this this chatters box now twitch since we moved to twitch it's been great we got a great moderation team here with Hattie and, and Ella um, and uh, a lot of the riffraff doesn't even come through um, but we're not front page news either but still uh when we were over on Haps, uh, we were multicasting out to uh, everywhere, and you can't moderate every single place. Like, um, mm-hmm. you'd need people on every channel to appropriately moderate that. Because the only way I found if we had a Twitch troll sneak into a Haps broadcast would just be to shut down the the Twitch feed altogether. Um, and that was the only thing I could do. Now, Haps in general uh, was a very toxic place for all of us. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but it was not a very good place for anybody's mental health. Um, it was a small-knit group of folks, um, and that tends to lead to, you know, these constant drama bus situations. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, that's getting off topic. Uh, I wanted to, we're running to the 45 minute mark. So I want to get to these last two slides. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, We're going to talk about 
briefly talk about how to validate someone's feelings because we touched on that instead of dismissing them um, and then how to say goodbye to some friends. So we'll start with the validation um, just for the tips. Okay, so four steps to validate someone's feelings. So the first one, obviously the most important one, listen. So you need to listen to them. Uh, believe, I believe empathetic, empathetic listening is the foundation of an authentic communication and a key ingredient in any interaction that involves validating someone's feelings. Step two, understand. So listening and understanding go hand in hand, allowing you to build a mental picture of the situation that the other describes to you and then pick up on the emotional vibe. Step three, acceptance. Acceptance is perhaps the most difficult aspect of the process when it comes to validating someone's feelings. Step four, reflect. To reflect means to rephrase a message or story that someone has shared with you by capturing its essence, highlighting it in a way that makes the other person feel understood. So it's, it's like rewording what they've said so that they know that you understand what they're saying, like retelling yeah. the story kind of thing. Big key words there. Um, listen, understand, accept, and reflect. Uh, huge tips. Uh, and as Gemma mentioned, that listening is obviously step one, the, the most, mm -hmm. the paramount uh, of them all. Listen to somebody. Don't just be present. Like, actually involve yourself in what they're saying um that's understanding i guess and then you know acceptance uh as Gemma mentioned also is is just it, it's a rough process um on the face mm -hmm. of it now acceptance in this face or in this sense of the word um for friendships um may be a little bit different than accepting a significant loss but Acceptance as a whole, I think we can all agree, is a difficult thing to come through. Um, so yeah. we'll bounce over to... Um, and there is a huge difference between listening and actually hearing. You can listen to somebody, but not actually hear them in the sense that if you listen and really hear what they are saying, then you can go on to understand, accept, and reflect. Indeed. Now, I'll preface this slide with how to quit your friends. Um, this is the, the toxic friends, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, how to, this is, it, it sounds so bad, how to quit your friends, but it's actually good information for when you recognize toxicity in your life and that you want to get out of. You can't just, you don't want to, nobody wants to break up with somebody. You know what I mean? So. Go ahead, Gemma. Yeah. So, yeah, like Tom said, this is the toxic ones. You're not just going to want to cut yourself off from everyone. But if you do recognize any of this that we've been talking about in oh, someone, then certainly not. Just, like, that, what that, you need that turns to into isolation and detaching, and mm -hmm. then that's a whole different yeah. idea. So, gradually drift. Distance yourself whilst you decide how to end things. So, like, take a break, pull back from them, and then it allows you to think more clearly and sometimes giving a, a person a break can also let them see what they are missing maybe it's enough for them to realize because they say you don't realize you don't realize what you've lost until it's gone so distance yourself from them and then maybe maybe that'll be enough for them to like say ask and give an in a way to talk not always anyway focus on i avoid generalizations about them and use i statements about how you feel because usually if you've got to this situation it isn't about how you feel it's they haven't made you feel anything good and it's because of how they've made you feel in the bad sense and that because they haven't validated you and how you feel that has got you to this stage. So focus on you and what you need going forward. Then 
share the responsibility. If you are discussing issues, turn it into a we statement. Skip loaded words. So terms like toxic or narcissistic will set most people off. The last thing you want to do is outright call someone a narcissist or toxic because that is bound to start an argument, especially if they actually are. No narcissist will ever accept they are a narcissist. <laughs> Never going to happen. So if you call them that, chances are they're going to come straight at you. Right. Lay out your expectations. Are you asking for a break or do you never want to hear from them again? Make sure when you when you have that break that we mentioned at the beginning of this, make sure you decide going forward what it is you want. I find it really easy to write a list like uh, a pros and cons list. Pros of keeping this friend and the cons of keeping this friend. Then go from there and then when it comes to laying out your expectations of what you want from this person then you're prepared it's better to go into a discussion like this prepared than going into it blindly i get that some conversations will happen off the cuff unexpected however rather than going in all guns blazing and saying things that you might regret it is better to take a break step back and come have like have a break from that person decide what it is that you want going forward and then put it to them lay out your expectations and tell them what it is you want you could initially try for um hey eric um no worries yeah it's fine um where was it so you can say to them initially that you just want to break see how things go but if this has been going on for a long time and you don't see any change and it is affecting your mental health and the way you feel, then um, it's definitely better to move on from that because sometimes people, sometimes people do it and they don't realise. And if you give them a chance and then they change, all well and good. Some people genuinely just don't realise However, if you have mentioned it to them and they are still continuing to do it, some people just won't change. Some people genuinely are only about themselves and their own personal gain. And unfortunately, you won't change that in somebody. And it isn't your job to change somebody. It's their job to change themselves. And if you have told them what it is that you expect and what you are seeing that they're doing wrong and they're not willing to change that or they're not changing that because of what you've said if they're not willing to change to save the friendship and to make you feel better then are they really a friend if they're not prepared to change their behavior do you know what right. i mean then the last one if you must ghost safety is non-negotiable and if someone is gaslighting you, it's time to block and move on. I think it was Rick that said about blocking and moving on from that. Yes. But again, and, definitely. Uh, also, also uh, jumping on safety, um, mm. not just gaslighting you, but like if there's a legitimate um, concern, then that safety is par paramount. And as far mm -hmm. as laying expectations out, um, I wanted to add on to that a little bit. Uh, I heard what you were saying as I run back and forth. Uh, but um, uh, boundaries need to be set in any relationship. The, they, you can't, we've said it before, you can't get mad at somebody if they don't know your expectations. So it might not be the best friendship, but have you laid out the expectations of what you're looking for at the beginning? Um, not just laying out the expectations when you're trying to break up, you know, so, um, just something to think about. Uh, obviously again, this, nobody likes a breakup, but, uh, sometimes it's necessary to keep that toxicity low. Um, mm -hmm. so that being said, we're reaching the end of the show, um, uh, Gemma, if you wouldn't mind running through the socials again and um, uh, Jim and 
Ray and Ella and all that. Uh, I'm going to get the baby because she is wide awake now. And I'll yes. be right back. No worries. Come on for a quick visit. Um, so it's Jim tonight, isn't it? What time? Jim, go live. Um, How do you throw well, that in the... Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. As we said it. So, yeah, Jim in Chicago land with his Catalyst broadcast at uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Um, Array of Sunshine goes live um, with his broadcast. What time are you on the Ray? There we go. Thank you, Hattie. Honestly, couldn't do this without you. Um, then we have um, Eric, part of our community. He goes live on Mondays at 12 Eastern. Is it? No, that's 12 my time. 12 UK. 12, 7 Eastern. Oh, dear me. Um, You've never yeah. done this before, have you? <laughs> I haven't. I'm terrible with times and time zones. I normally let you do that. There we go. Yeah, I'll take over. Um, go on. And then, of course, we have the Beardo Weirdo Show. Uh, they are on Tuesdays and Fridays. They're on their summer schedule right now, but they'll be back. Mm -hmm. um, and Penelope just wanted to say hi. Obviously, she couldn't make Why it the not? whole show. Um, She's done so well But tonight. please... Check out our good friends, Jim in Chicagoland, Ella the Bunny Mom, of course. Have you? I didn't hear while I was getting her. Did you get Ella? Oh, for, no, I haven't got around. I was for making all a complete bunny. Please check out. Oh, no. One of our longest sponsors of the show is this Ella the Bunny Mom. And you can go to www.mybunnyvalentine.com. Use the promo code FIREDUDE15 to save 15%. And off of all of your orders and help support Ella and her mission to rescue all the bunnies in the world. Right? Yeah. Um, right. I can do the socials the now. Bunnies. I can do that without making a complete hash of it, I think. All the bunnies. Now, we have, if you have TikTok, uh, I have just started a mental health hour TikTok, which is at the Mental Health Hour on TikTok. It is here. It is on the bio link, I believe. We also have Instagram, which is again on the bio link, I believe. It's oh the Mental Health Hour, something like that. Um, check us out there. We will, from this episode, be going on to audio podcasts as well on Spotify. Apple Music, Anchor, and if there is any others that you can think of that you use, do let me know and I'll make sure they're on there as well. Um, find us on all of the socials with the bio link. Hattie has put it in the comments. And the website I've just updated with all the guests that we've had on as well. Um if you want to be a guest on the show, let us know. Again, there is a thing on the bio link that you can fill in to be a, mem a member, a guest on the show, or you can just message us. Join on the Discord as well. And um, Yes, the Discord. We're, I told we're fairly active on there. Um, yeah. Well, I'm fairly active at the moment, uh, as you see. But Gemma and Hattie are on there constantly. So they're keeping mm -hmm. things going, and I really appreciate that. While we make the necessary adjustments here at home for this little girl. Oh, yeah, um, very much. And That's the bio link point. is in the comments there for you. Um, and that is about all mm -hmm. for tonight. Um, thank you, guys, as always, for the bits. Ella just cheered <laughs> 200 bitties. Thank you for the bits. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for the shares. Uh, the shares are huge. Um, to help us grow as a family, I help the podcast out or the, the show in general. Um, share it out to anybody that you might think benefit from listening to some of this. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if you like what you hear, then uh, give it a share for us because that's the biggest thing you can do to help support us in our, in our mission. Um, but we do appreciate all the bits, all the subs, all the follows all the likes and all of the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
with that being said, we're going to send it. I don't know if we have a raid. Let me see. I'm just looking. She's, she's got her arm right round you like a big cuddle, big daddy cuddles. That's so sweet. What if they had a beta tonight? How's that sound? Yeah. All righty. Well, it was a wonderful episode. It was good to be uh, mm -hmm. somewhat undisturbed, but she did good tonight. <laughs> but it is about time for a bottle, so um, we'll send you over to Veda, and yep. we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.